Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode number 25 of the Heal Your Hole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will look at all the various holes in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, comical, sexual, and we give them all a good scene too. Uh, episode 25, 25 weeks in, quarter of a century. So thank you very much to everyone who has listened and shared and liked and etc, etc. Last week we did Leaky Hole with the lovely blonde Nick Hoffig. Very, very funny. But speaking of Leaky Hole, I think I might have had a little Leaky Hole doing the following interview. It is just so funny. I couldn't cut it down. It was, you know, I wanted to trim it a bit, but no, it's 30 something minutes and that's it. It's with Mario Rosenstock, one of the funniest men in Ireland. He is the best interpreter, even Mourinho, Roy Keane, they all love his interpretations. So this is a scoop because you could pay a lot of money to see this guy live and here you have it for free. So forward it to your friends um, for a Halloween present or a Christmas present or whatever. And so here we are in the car anyway, at the side of the road, and he, <laughs> Mario left Neil Francis minding his bike. Um, he spotted a fellow he knew, an ex-Irish rugby player, a big tall man, very kind man. He said, oh, we'll be 10 minutes there, mind me bike. Sure, 30 minutes later, poor old Neil's banging on the window, wondering where we are. OK, so, uh, yeah, enjoy. So I'm here with the very talented Mario, Mario Rosenstock, and... Um, when I met Mary Rosenstock first, I was doing a voiceover in Today FM and he walked past and I nearly fell to the floor. I couldn't even say hi. I couldn't. Was like, mama, 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 yo. And then I think the second time I met you was I was in a crowd in Wexford in the Opera House. You filled out. The whole place was in stitches. And I was just staring going, how has that prick got a thousand people here? And they're all in stitches. And I was just going, I, I was just blown away. But I was very complimentary to you as well, Norma, because when I met you in that um, Today FM, I was, I, I used to love, I love all your funny voiceovers because you, you, you kind of put the funny in voiceovers. They kind of get you to do straight voiceovers, but they put, they give you a kind of a quirky character. And then, and I thought the um, Bridget and Eamon was excellent as well. And I, and I'm, I, 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 that gets a bit of slagging, but it has it a lot does. of fans. It has a lot of fans. Some of the episodes are hit and miss. They are, but when they're hit, they've been really hit. Yeah, and, really good. and just speaking about voiceovers, I did one the other day for Always Discreet Leaky Bladders. <laughs> Your pee will turn to gel. It's out on an episode today, actually. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's You've done voiceovers. He what? You've done voiceovers. Many voiceovers. I used yeah. to do a lot of voiceovers. And um, and then, like people people out there mightn't understand, but the voiceover uh, industry is a very quirky and funny industry. You're in one minute and you're out the next and you don't know why you're out the next or why you're in. And yeah. uh and the reason we're talking about that, listeners, is because voiceovers actually pay an awful lot of money yeah. relative to the amount of work you do. You go in and you go, always discreet, 
turns your pee to gel. That'll be fifteen hundred euro. Thank you for oh. a round Ireland uh, yeah. all stations package. Oh yeah, that pays the food, the, yeah. the mortgage, the whole shebang. But you're multi, multi talented. For anyone who's been living under a rock and doesn't know who Mario Rosenstock is, he uh, is the best impersonator in Ireland, um, an actor, um, a radio presenter, uh, fills out opera houses with his shows. And um, what can't you do? Not a great cook. I have problems singing in my own voice. I sing in so many other people's voices that I have a problem finding my own voice singing. I don't uh, think anyone wants to hear you singing as Mario, though, because you do other No, exactly. Well. Probably they don't, but no. I secretly want to hear me sing as Mario, and I'd love to find my own voice sometimes. It's mm-hmm. a funny thing about somebody who does a lot of voices. I couldn't listen to you sing as yourself because you have such a mischief, mischievous head on you mm. that I wouldn't take you seriously. <laughs> yeah, I meet people like that all the time. And I meet them in very serious situations. Like, I might go in and I'd go... Uh, I might go into the doctor's surgery here in, in the village and uh, I go, listen, I'm here for a 3.30 appointment and I don't have that much time. And she goes, are you taking the piss? And I went, no, I'm serious. I don't have that much time and I am actually in a bit of pain today. I think it's, I have this esophagitis, a little bit of esophagitis. Esophagitis, what? Oh, you're, oh, that's a funny one. Yeah. Look, it's esophagitis, right? And the, and the more animated I become, the more, oh, you're fucking funny. I'm not meant to be funny now. So I think we, it's, it shows you how, it shows you how people think that because you're funny, you you are funny. Now that's a funny one to understand. So, but it is helpful. You said I sold out the opera house. It's yeah. Opera houses everywhere, and you do. And you know what that means? It means when you walk on stage, people are already laughing. That's true. And you haven't even told them a gag yet. No, but but does your wife find you that funny? No, not that funny. She finds me funny. I used to do a whole range of personal characters. Woohoo! Who didn't? Uh, what do you mean by personal characters? Characters that were personal to me and her. I'd invent such little characters. Oh, do you mean in the bedroom? Not, 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 not exclusively in the bedroom. Right. Just characters to do with our lives. Okay, because the only thing that makes my fellow laugh at me would be if I fart. But even that stopped during COVID. So yeah. I, I, like during COVID, I just became this poor Claire. I yeah. When, when, my, when, when my wife farts, we all laugh because it's she's rare, the right? one that. Yeah, it's rare. Does it and smell so, or uh, Yeah, because it does smell because she eats such bloody good food. Yeah, she needs to stop that. That's when you eat really, really good food. That's, it's been proven that the really good food... Your actually, farts smell. Because they can't be digested. If you're eating like a dinosaur, yeah. Yeah, it has to be pureed down to a smoothie or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And but if you're, eating, if you're eating loads of cabbage and turnips and ca- carrots and all that sort of stuff, your farts will smell. And that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah, but she—I don't think so because if she's eating a load of seeds, right, and she's not chewing them right down, the pumpkins will rip the arse off her. Yeah. The sunflowers you just can't chew them either. Yeah. The little tiny ones that yeah. you can't get your teeth around. So they're it's just becoming, popping out. It's becoming glaringly apparent to me that she should be on this episode of Heal My Hole. Will um, she come on someday? She will come on someday. I'm sure. Yeah. And we talk about the seedy well, hole. Well, nutrition. Seedy hole. Nutrition hole. Seedy yeah. hole. Yeah. 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 Food hole. Food hole. Right. And uh, okay, so she finds you funny when you take she, on those characters. She does. I can get to her. Hmm. I can get to her. Is um, she funnier than you? She has a, a rather sophisticated sense of humour. Good. Um, um, and uh, she, you know, she, 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 she well-developed, I think, sense of humour. So whenever she laughs at some, something that I've done on stage, she, I kind of feel a special sense of, uh, okay, okay. of thing because I, she has a well-developed sense of humour. I have a sister who's the funniest, like she's the funniest in the family, Paula. And she said to me once, Norma, you're weird. 
and that can be funny but the minute you try to be funny it doesn't work so you should never try yeah. to be funny it's embarrassing and that's an interesting way because somebody's obviously then said to you Norma you're funny let's try and find a way to add to uh, to artificially uh, try this and make funny so this is, this is a clap yeah. but, but, but on stage you're going to be funny and stuff no well, I'll just say the lines just say the know. lines but even when I'm on stage doing my Heal Your Whole show I'm just telling honest stories yeah. and if they happen to laugh they happen to laugh yeah I think truth uh, laughter a lot of laughter comes out of honesty yeah. And even when I'm doing my impressions yeah. a lot on stage and doing pieces on stage, a lot of the laughter that people see is not just clownishness, but they're going, you know, that's true what he's doing there and what he's saying about your man. Yeah. And I think a lot of humor comes from the truth of an impression as well as yeah. the truth of anything that you're saying. What are your top five favorite impressions? The changes from year to year, right? So okay. so um, I think that... Um, for the for the last two years, sorry, see, I'm laughing already. No, but for the, no, but for the last two years at Norma, I've always enjoyed doing Pascal Donahue, and Pascal Donahue is very interesting because obviously he's got a little bit of a thing going on with his voice, but beneath that voice is a hugely, hugely intelligent and sophisticated minister for finance and public expenditure. But at the same time, he does sound like that seven-year-old school child in school who's sitting on the teacher's knee and has got his eight times tables correct, thank you, okay. and is looking for the little gobstopper or the little sweet from the teacher because they got it right. Yeah. And his little face goes up like this, <laughs> and he's got that little self-satisfied smirk. I wish you could see his face. Uh, he's got that little self-satisfied smirk of somebody that knows exactly what they're doing at the time they're doing it, when they should be doing it, and to whom they should be doing and it. And you're spitting all over the equipment. <laughs> Does he spit all over his mic as well? well? He's got a little bit of a list, but um, a very uh, he's, he's a good one that's, that I've liked recently. I mean. Um, so there's a few old faithfuls now. Yeah, those old men. I mean, like when I first started doing Gift Grub, I mean, I based I based Michael D. Higgins on my grandmother. My grandmother was from Waterford. Did she rear you? Yeah, she reared me. Right. My grandmother reared me, and she had a, a lovely uh, way of of talking. But also, she had a what was called cognitive dissonance. She could have two different thoughts in her head at the same time. So we had a member, for example, we had a dog called Max. Yeah. And it was um, it was a farm dog, and my grandfather used to call him Max. But my grandmother refused to call him Max, so she used to call him Twilight, or sometimes Wistful. And so my grandmother and my grandfather would go out onto the steps at night to call in the dog, both at the same time. And my grandfather would go, "Here, Max, boy, Max, Max, here, boy, here, boy," and she'd be there, "Wistful, Wistful, don't listen to him, Wistful, 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 Max, Twilight, Max, Twilight, Twilight, Max." Poor dog must have been fucking psychiatrically, you know, dissolved by the whole thing, you know. So she was a person then that had this. Uh... My mother used to throw boiling water at the dog if it came near the door. <laughs> and my dad used to drown the kittens in a bag. Oh, I used to drown puppies with my grandfather because we grew up on a farm. You had to drown them, didn't you? Yeah. But it, but it was grand. That's just what you did. I'm okay with death. I don't know about hanging people on for too long. Even humans, like, yeah. I think there's a time to die. I saw a dog around Sally Noggin the other day and it had two legs, just the two front legs and oh, the back two were on a no. wheelie simmer frame. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. But, like, there's a time to die. There is, but growing up on a farm, you it's very dark. People oh. think it's a lovely... It's, but actually, you're surrounded by death Absolutely. growing up on a farm. I mean, my earliest memories are being brought to the abattoir with, uh, and watching my favourite cow, Val, being shot through the head. Absolutely. Her brain's blown out. And the guy killing him was all cheery, smiley, yeah, covered and, in blood. And it, was just, it. and it was just, for my grandfather, it was just like the go to the abattoir day. You were like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then and then another day I'd go out to watch my my favourite dog at the time, Sandy, and she gave birth to eight puppies. And I remember for two days then behind the tree I'd go out and I'd be I'd be looking at the puppies, the grey one, the, the grey one, the black one, the grey and white one, the black and white one, the grey brown one. And then my grandfather would go, Right, it's time for them now to be drowned. We'll go down to the oh stream and you'd just have to say goodbye to them and we'd go down to the stream and he'd hold them down in the bag and put the stone in the bag and we'd hold them down and watch the puppies being oh, drowned. Beautiful. But anyway... Death, um, is, death is funny, you see. I think oh, of course funny. it is. My, my, my mother's coffin last year was... Um, in the, we took it into the good room for the wake or the f- removal and there was too many people in there so the floorboards gave way there hadn't been 50 people down that end of the room for ages so the lovely cream carpets <laughs> the water for crystal in the cabinet started sliding we had to get everyone out of the room someone had to get bricks in under the floorboard <laughs> and reinforce that sounds like it's something from only fools and horses now nearly yeah. so the mother was, was sliding into the ground at the removal oh removal. brilliant isn't that brilliant? brilliant so anyway Michael D. Higgins was based on my grandmother Michael D. and uh, I'm doing him and, and of course first time I ever did him it was like 1996 and he was going yes I'm very interested in having Mel Gibson come over to the country to put your brave heart <laughs> but then 24 years later I'm still doing him and he's in the Aris and Uthron. oh he's a legend oh Absolutely it's brilliant. unbelievable and then he's bigger now than he was then like, he is obviously. yeah, yeah, obviously. yeah he is, he's, he's, the smaller he gets the bigger he gets exactly. but then, the, the, uh, then characters come along that you'll never expect Never expect things like um, I remember when the the Jose Mourinho thing happened and those and and everybody started going you know yeah. this Jose Mourinho character is fantastic and women started going I like football yeah. for the first time yeah turn on Chelsea there will you oh listen he's beautiful he's yeah. just beautiful yeah well, yeah well he was anyway he's getting yeah. a bit gnarly now and and then people he'd open his mouth and he had this kind of expression in his face where. You knew everything was going to be okay until that kind of glint in his eye, yeah. and oh, yeah. you'd look at the camera, and you'd go, "I think it's going to be fantastic today." And why not? <laughs> and the, my husband watches them every night on a documentary. And all the men are drooling, and all the women are drooling, and everybody is drooling. And I tell them little stories and feed them little titbits about what's happening in the dressing room, and uh, it was just fantastic. Sexy. And, and it was just so sexy. Yeah. And so he made—he was like a lounge singer, like 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 Julio Iglesias you know playing football and actually Roy Keane is my hall pass so if I'm allowed to have an affair I've picked Roy Keane and <laughs> himself has picked Natalie Portman the one from she was in Star Wars years ago but I've much better chance I'd say of getting Roy than than she than, than he's going to get Natalie it would be really funny at the end of the day is if <laughs> Roy Keane had an affair with Natalie Portman <laughs> Star Wars I thought it was overrated to be honest with you I thought you were poor I thought you were poor in Star Wars. I thought I thought it was a bad performance. I thought you were lacklustre. I thought you could have done more with Chewbacca and Han Solo. Um, you know, I thought yo, you, you know, the, 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 the little the little fella, the, the, the yogi or whatever he's called, you know, and that fella that talks backwards. What's he talking about? And if you fail to prepare, prepare yeah. to fail. I mean, that's what you should do. Right, you should do another episode of him called Talking Through Your Hole. How's your cork accent so good? Because it's not easy. Well, there's so many different kind of cork accents. Like, so, so like... Ron and O'Gara would have another kind of Cork accent oh, and I don't know I don't know Norma like where that would come from but <laughs> there would be <laughs> he does that thing with his he's 75 he does that children thing. He's, 75. I have 75 children and thanks but <laughs> I don't know um, I know his wife I used to go to pony camp with so her I don't know I don't know what Cork accent I'm doing when I'm doing it but Obviously, you're from Cork, so... 
Like I'm an actor I've one Cork accent And do you think I, I can actually do the good Cork? You've already yeah, yeah, done yeah, yeah. Ronan yeah. and Ryan well, too There's another Cork accent as well kind of Brendan O'Connor Oh he's, Jesus like, Christ that's how, amazing How bad were you on the Salpatine Norma? <laughs> like I know you, you said you take the Salpatine How bad did it get Norma? Like when you when you were doing like when you were doing um, I really enjoyed you and what was it <laughs> Jennifer Zamparelli I really enjoyed uh, your performance but when you, you said you did Salpatine is that right? I did took a load of it yeah, yeah, now yeah. when did it really get bad with the Salpatine? I think around yeah. the time my communion yeah. so I don't know what accent I'm doing there but he's from Cork obviously uh, so I just copy him If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You just have a, a mall ahead, so you just... Mall mall aheads. How did you become such a chameleon? I just started doing my parents and everything. But I, it was visual as well, so I do visual impressions of but my you parents. But you moved around, didn't you? Did you have to become I a chameleon did. for different places I did. when you moved around? So I lived in Waterford. I spent a little time in Limerick. I then okay. went to school in Cork. Where in Cork? I went to school in in, in Ashton. Ashton, that's a very cool school. Mm. Ashton, and I was in boarding school there. Ashton so is Rochelle. like New Park in Dublin. It is. It's very forward. Yeah, it was one of the most. It was one of the earlier comprehensive. And you went board, where boarding there? I was boarding in Rochelle House. Where's that? And the old Black Rock Road. Never heard of it. Mm. Is it still there? No, it was knocked down a couple of years ago. After you left. <laughs> and. Uh, it was Oh with a bin truck with okay. a bin truck coming up the right. It's fine. Yeah. But um and then um then moved, in the, the car. then moved to Dublin. So I suppose my, I have confidence with some areas. Okay. Like because Waterford and Limerick are difficult. We're talking about why, eh? Yeah. Like you know if you're going down to Waterford, right? Right. There's nobody able to do Waterford accent if they're not from Waterford. Like foot and Egypt over there now. Yeah. He doesn't even pronounce the CK in the foot. He just goes foot and Egypt. He was stalling the head off your one in the back of the car. So Tony met Sandra there, right, outside the forum. And he fucking, I'd, I'd say now, he fucking went up to her, right? He nailed her up against the fucking wall. And he said, I'm fucking going to put a fucking bury you. I'm going to fucking bury you, Sandra. And he fucking stalled the head off her there outside the forum. And then he went, goes into Jeff's there on, on, on uh, Cape Street there. And he goes, a bottle of Phoenix for me and a, a, a Ritz for the lack there, Joe. And he says, uh, do you want your fucking go by, do you? 
because that's what fucking water for people and your man is just standing there at the bear and he goes do you want your fucking go are you from De La Salle and he fucking puts a bottle through his fucking head by so that's kind of whenever so, I do Waterford that's kind of it's, it's, it's quite aggressive it's perfect though because it's halfway between Wexford and Cork it's yeah. exactly halfway between yeah. Wexford and Cork what you're doing like I've yeah. heard impressionists trying to do Waterford and it doesn't sound anything like Waterford because you kind of have to know you kind of have to go I was there I heard these guys I met them I just don't have an ear like I can do certain accents if I take on an accent. But part. you could do you could do probably a really good British oh, really accent, good. Oh, really and, good. and you could probably nail an American character. Oh, I've been to Rada, like I yeah, mean, I am exactly. a exactly. So yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, were you a Rada? Rada for three years. Yeah. Shite. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Ace. No, it wasn't shite. It was great. <laughs> but the, the, no, it was it was therapeutic as well because I'd come from doing commerce in UCD where I was just drinking commerce. Day and night. Commerce. Yeah. And was in the drama society there most of the time, and then got a place in Rada and did my three years there. It was. It was bloody amazing. Mm. Like, I don't know if I learnt anything, mm. but I had great three years, like living in the centre of London. I lived in Leicester Square. It maybe gave you a big confidence, though, in your ability to perform. It did. I came straight out and did a play for Andy Walsh and we won the Theatre Festival. What was that play? Uh, Bedbound um, by Andy Walsh. And it, it, it did well. A few things did, did well. Did he do Disco Pigs? He did. That was yeah. before Bedbound. Yeah. But the problem was, because I thought I had this Rada badge on me, yeah. I sat back. That's why I admire fuckers like you because you are businessmen you see it as a business we stupid graduates think we're these artists and we're not even we're just interpreters mm. who sit at home waiting for the phone to ring and I wasted five to ten years mm. thinking you know and I did trickle in work but I should have been proactive I saw it the way you saw it though so I didn't see it as a business I saw it the way you saw it but I would have died I think yeah. had I not done what I did because I, I know people that are suicidal now yeah, artists that I wouldn't have been able to do it so I believe that you need to be fundamentally a certain type of personality to become an actor whether that's an actor who does one job a year in um, on Driacht yeah. or whether you, for no money or, we, for no money, no or money. whether it's an actor who does uh, Game of Thrones all year long and then does the Stratford upon Avon and, and RSC and all that yeah. you need to be a certain personality and I know what that personality is you need to be a person who's able to go with the flow go with the flow you need to be a person who's going what happened now well, so, so you've been out of work for two months have I oh it's fine I'm just I'm doing I'm having a great time I'm doing yeah. yoga I've, I've started yeah. reading more my, I'm really happy at home my wife and myself are getting through it she has a good job I do the house stuff at home you should be depressed now you had how many seats cancelled because of COVID? 22,000. 22,000 seats. Can we repeat that? 22,000 <laughs> seats. And he jollies up there while I go on his bike like Mr. Bean happy out. Yeah. Like, why, but, are you, why are you not miserable? The reason I'm not suicidal or unhappy is because, to be quite frank with you, I have a, a beautiful family who... who uh, this has been a bonus for me this whole six months. But oh. I'm also on the radio every day, yes, Norma. Yeah. So it's I have somewhere to go. Yeah. And I have, I'm busy. I'm very busy. And I'm Sunday and I'm on the radio. Okay. Believe me, I'll be going through my head. But what I was How much say, prep is involved in your Sunday show, the Mario Roast? Uh, sometimes loads, sometimes very little. Okay, depending on your yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and how many hours in the week do you have to put in to the other radio works? So, uh, well, always I'm working. So I'm, so I'm always thinking of sketch ideas. So it's yeah. 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. But as long as I have ideas written into my phone, I can sleep fully at night I think in your okay. note, notes to me or something you said do you ever sleep or something and do I do sleep? oh sleep 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 like a baby so you do so it's a high adrenaline all day constantly thinking satisfied and then you're like a kid after uh, jellies at a party you just crash crash but as long as I know that mm, I've got loads of ideas in the tank okay and then I go that's all done close the file have you ever had an empty tank oh yeah I had at the beginning okay because I, I thought I used to think going in and doing a 
I used to produce all my own sketches yes. as well. So I used to actually engineer them. So I used to do the writing, which used to take a long time. It used to take four hours to write a sketch, five hours. Then I'd do the production myself. So then I used to do three hours to do the production. And then I'd do the engineering and I used to do three hours. So I used to be doing 11, 12 hour, 13 hour days Fuck. just to do four minutes of radio. And then wow. let's say you do one and it took off. Because when Gift Grub first came on the radio, it really was quite different. Like now it's 20 years old and people know it, but it really was rather different at the time. Yeah. People hadn't heard production kind of like it. For, oh, it was phenomenal. Like these CD, how many CDs did you sell? 13, was, 13 the, different CDs. So. And Christmas hit every year. And half a million CDs. Half a million CDs. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, but, but, so it was, there's a lot of production in them and the, everything was about a story. And so like Bertie goes to space, but literally yep. you'd see literally hear Bertie taking off from Stevens Green in a rocket <laughs> yeah. with Liam Lawler. So there's a lot of production. Of production. And anyway, so um, I used to do it all myself and then I'd go in today and they went, Mario, the reaction to the, the one was today was amazing. They're, they're, that's hopping. That's everybody's jumping band. And then I'd be wrecked, like eyes fucking thing. And then what's tomorrow? And I go, oh, tomorrow. So immediately disposable. Yeah. So this was when I woke, a real slap in the face to me that I woke up and I realised, oh my God, it's disposable. I have to do it again the next day. Yeah. So that means I'm going to have to be armed, prepared. I'm going to have to build up a network of, of ideas yeah. within my mind. Which means I'm basically going to have to turn into a person who thinks about it all the time. All the time. But then when you go to bed, you go to sleep. But you also have to work hard and be honest. You have to be on the pulse of what's yeah. happening in life. How, you, you don't have time people to do say, that. People, people often ask you, how do you come up with the ideas? Yeah. And the reason you come up with the ideas is because you fundamentally alter your brain 15 or 16, 17 years ago to see everything in life as a potential sketch. Okay. So I saw my brother-in-law changing a nappy the other day. Yeah. And I said, do you mind if I take one of those nappies with me? And he thought, oh, she must be a pervert. She doesn't mm. have a baby. I said, no, I have an idea for a sketch. So I've started yeah. putting out these weekly sketches for Heal Your Hole. And um, yeah, you're just constantly thinking. Yeah, your brain turns into a muscle. A muscle. That gets uh, more muscular on the sketch side. Yeah. So for example, a so I'm here. Um, yeah. Let's say car. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's car studio. So, so, so I'm here in a car with Norma and she's near my house. So although I've come to do a podcast with Norma, uh, other, th other thoughts are going through my head uh, just about the being in a car with Norma meeting somebody other people looking over sure, who did we, meet we met Neil Francis across the road and, and I'm sort of thinking you know just to, you th sketch notions fly through your yeah. head while, yeah. while I'm still totally concentrating on what yeah. I'm saying to you and there's a bin passing bin truck passing there's yeah. horses running and in front of us when we finish this I might, down, I might write down a note in my phone yeah. And it might lead to something, but it mightn't. And you seem great. So I had a question for you of, is there any holes in your life I can heal? Um, you know, have you... Loads. <laughs> there are loads. Like you haven't got COVIDly obese. You haven't got nope. coronally depressed. Nope. I've worked um, really well on the... I've tried to keep, lose weight on the corona. I've lost have? nine, about nine pounds, ten pounds. I've probably taken your nine pounds. But do you know what? You I'm, don't look it. Well, it, people have asked me, am I getting Botox or fillers? And it's the fat. <laughs> No, Norma. No, it's, it's actually... Did you put on a little bit of weight? I did, I, I did. It. I or did it. Or just down there in the elastic pants. Yeah, where do you put it on? Uh, with the arse first. Arse. But it's grand. But loads of holes. I mean, you see, you know, I'm now 50 years of age, so... Are you 50? Yeah, so... so okay, I'm not blowing steam up your hole, but like, you look well. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very much. But I am 50 and um, I, I've i noticed and I wonder... Do you know the way when you're an, a, a teenager, you don't know what's happening to you when you're changing? Well, yeah. maybe as a female it's different, but, oh, but God, certainly I as a... Clue. As a boy. I, I got my period and I realised from the tampon box that I had three holes. I pulled out the diagram of the information. <laughs> and I was like, what is that going on? They three holes. I was going, you are a genius at holes. There is no, there is nothing, there is pretty no circumstance that you cannot 
insert holes into the conversation. Oh, yeah. We need to find a product called Holes because they will sponsor this product. Sponsored by Holes. So anyway, yeah. the um, so you've no IBS anyway, and you've no snots and no. But what I mean is, when you were changing when you were a teenager, uh, you didn't really know what was going on. And similarly, when you're in your late forties, I believe, um, or maybe in your early fifties, but when you're late forties, I experienced a change as well, and that change was more uh, of looking back. Okay. So in other words. Looking back, having put your head down for 20 years plus and just worked like a lunatic. It was so enjoyable. Yeah. Stage shows, sweat, costumes flying everywhere, radio scripts, Dempsey, the radio, Today FM, TV shows, late, late shows everywhere, screaming, roaring, shouting, laughing. And then you kind of reach this age where your kids are now 7 and 13 and you go, what's... What's what what's, where are the holes in my life? Because yeah. I, I feel them. And mainly the holes in my life are about my own relationship with my parents and how I had a very, very upsetting upbringing in terms of um, uh, my parents fought all the time and were they, they, they split up many times. And I it's it's it, it's it's cost me difficult relationship with my mother and almost no relationship with my father. And that's those are my holes. Are you adamant to make it work with blowing it then, even on a dark day? So this is this I'll is, keep the roses out there for my kids. Yeah. So this was it. I used to look through my with my friends when I was twelve or thirteen. I go, where are you going now? And they go, I'm going back home. And I go, yeah, I'm kind of going back to my fucking madhouse of a home, where everybody is. I'm only living with one of them, and uh, whatever. And they're going home behind that gate and they're going home to a lovely crackling fire and there's a perfect house behind that fire. It's never perfect. And it wasn't that, it wasn't true. Mm. But I then kind of obviously developed a subconscious deep need to somewhere find that in my life. And that's what I've done. And and so that's, that's, that's what I've done. I've tried to do everything I can to create a, if you like, to the childhood I never had from my children. And I don't mean stuffing them with money or anything like that. I meant pure security. Pure security. Where pure security, where they feel safe. Okay, something. Because I didn't have. feel safe. Okay, okay. And the thing is, no matter how a parent parents, it will be wrong. So they will turn on you at some point and go, "You, you will have done something wrong." Yeah. Like, Nobody has ever gone. My parents no, did they it will, right. Yeah. So you will have done something wrong. Well, I'll have to just be ready for that. But you also, because I could, I could pick holes in my mother. She was an, a nutter. Um, but I wouldn't be the half a nutter I am only for her. And you wouldn't have the talent and the madness and the chameleon thing you have, only that your parents were left of centre. Maybe, yeah. There is, a, there is an upshot to it. Mm. Maybe can, there's can an upside to it, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. And I, I, on the other side, I wouldn't go around saying, um, oh, poor, lonely and woe is me. I, I received love from all sorts of areas of my family. My aunties and my grandparents, they loved me like like they poured love into me. So I feel the love. I have love. I, I'm not a loveless person. Mm. And, I, and I, can, I am capable of giving love and receiving love. Um, but I just wanted to make my children secure. Secure. Mm. Okay, so you never knew what the next girl no, was. No, I, next... I, was, I was always like... And it gave me, it, you know, it gave me a kind of an arrogance as well, which I was, I'm confused where that arrogance came oh, from. Oh, I know. It's, it's pretending things are okay. Yeah. I saw a kid at the school and... You know, I'm very fond of her family, but they're disorganized, right? So the kid, when she forgets something or she's dropped late, she turns that around and makes it cool. So she is the she is the most people are drawn to her because whatever fuck up is on her life, she'll make that the trend. I, w- I want them to be normal, if you like. 
They're not going. They're come. They came out of you. They're not going to be normal. <laughs> well, as normal as they're half of yeah, you. I mean, the blonde half will be fine, but yeah, well, I want them to be well safe and. Um, well, you've done that. Yeah, they're, they're they're rare by the age of seven, apparently. Oh, and right, now I've you just need then. to mind them yeah, up to. Yeah. Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant, and they're and they're they're happy and what they're secure. What's they called? So he's called Dash. Guess. And uh, she she's called Bellamy. Would your granny be happy with Dash? No, she would. I think. Now nah, that's not, that's a good name. It's quite dashing. Well, yeah, she kind of liked that because it sounds like a bit different. She likes different stuff. Dashing and Twilight. She used to like different stuff. And you know my brother, right? My brother's called Rene. So he was a young year younger than me, right? That's a girl's name, isn't it? Rene. No, it's a boy's name and a girl's name. I think two E's in Rene. Right. Okay. One E in Rene. Mm. So one E in male Rene. Yeah. But he's a year younger than me. And when he came into our lives when we were young, he was announced as this is um, this is Rene, and my grandmother went, "No, he's not. He's Sasha." What? He refused. She refused to use his real name. This is what the same thing with trick with the dog, Sasha. <laughs> or you should have called him Nigel. Nigel was another name. She said. Oh, that's a terrible name. So you're going again. You're kind of confu- confusing the child. Like she liked Mario, and are um, you most like your granny than anyone else? Oh God, no! I'm not really like her at all. Just loved her. And I just loved adored her. her. She was completely batshit crazy. Okay. And uh, but but adorable in her batshit. Was craziness. she your mum's mum? Or mum's your mum, yeah. Mum's mum, and uh, the uh, the other side of the family is German, mm. male side. Okay. German. So with COVID, have you found extra time then? Yeah. To get all make of those stories, and I've seen secure. other people saying this as well. So not only has it done that, it's it's reverted some, it's changed some habits. So for yeah. example. Now we nearly always convene at the dinner table at five. Oh, wow. Where that wasn't happening at all. Oh, God, I never, right, I need to start doing that. Yep. So now we nearly always do it. So it's a little family gathering. Okay. That's lovely. And What if you're not hungry at five? Uh, I still sit down. Just still sit down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. A, have a slice yeah, of something, yeah, have a cup of tea. Yeah. It's about the ritual. It is. So the family that sits together stays together. That's it. That's a good one. Okay. And um, we went on... Because like, I'd never go, you're not leaving the freaking table till you finish your yeah, that's, your, your eggs. Exactly. Like, uh, that, that for me, that's the reason I... Well, it can turn people about food as well. Yeah. But um, And then we just went on these endless loops around Cavantilly Park for uh, from March yeah. till March till Ju- March till August. 10k cycles, walks, All hikes. That. And that was just me and the two of them. Yeah. So I, I would take them out. So it was a really amazing bonding time between mm. the dad yeah. and the two children. And because there's a few years between them, you could take one and then take another yeah. in another area and whatever. And it's yeah. continued. So now it's tennis. It's tennis with her. She's seven and she's enjoying tennis. And I, I play tennis a lot. So see, she's in, I can see she's enjoying hitting the ball. And uh, Great. so she's enjoying that. And he likes it as well. So he's been playing for years. One of uh, mine is on the gymnastics Irish squad. Go on. She got on in January, really? February. Yeah. Really? She- but it's fallen apart like she's just turned 10 so she's on the Irish development squad or whatever she got on really really great achievement and no COVID there's nothing she no, can't she, do. they're still training in gymnastics she's doing 15 hours a week yeah but um, yeah no Jodie's no, she doesn't care she's like it's grand I'm on the Irish squad I should do nothing yeah oh just before you go because of gift grub and you I said I'd give you a gift Ooh. and it's a bit of grub I heard ah, thank you. I heard through a birdie that you like what's that Oh, no, do I do. I love Belgian chocolate cake. And I also heard that you like... Oh, Jesus. Belgian chocolate cake. I certainly do. And I heard that you like a bit of this. 
Oh, I do love cheese. No, this is the wrong. They didn't have the right one, but I heard. And red wine. Well, the, I was looking for the Bordeaux, Mar Amargo, or something. No, is she she right? Bordeaux, so or red wine, and these are my basically my three favourite things. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Thank I, you, Norma. I just I actually heard I heard him tell a joke kind once, right? And he said it was something about um, oh someone getting the last laugh, and he said, yeah. What I'd love to do is go and eat a chocolate cake, my favourite red wine, have some camembert, then go up and weigh myself and get a fucking shotgun and shoot the weighing skills, shoot the fecker out the door and see who got the last laugh. I thought that was brilliant. Everyone would love to shoot the weighing skills. And, uh, on that note, thank you, Mario, so much for yeah. healing thank my you hole. Thank so much for this. This is lovely. the laughing is so therapeutic. Really, these will really be demolished. This. Yeah, well, you... you thank you, you so much. I've no money for you. Like that's the problem. <laughs> Thank you. No, that didn't disappoint. I have to say, I definitely, definitely had a trickle during that one. Um, so next week we're doing spiritual hole with uh, Josephine McCaffrey. She is an interfaith reverend. She does weddings, namings, funerals. She's also the founder of Laughter Lines. So she's going to be. Um, I hope she's a funny fecker as well. Um, but I need something spiritual next week because. Um, I don't know, we're back into lockdown. I need a bit of hope. So if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, share it with your friends. If you didn't enjoy it, I think there's something wrong with you. Um, so share, like, subscribe, all the rest of it. And we'll talk to you next week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.